What would happen if you got up and said, the joy of the Lord is my strength, and I'm not going to spend the day depressed. I'm going to think on things that will benefit me. I'm going to talk about, come on, fight for your life. Don't give the devil one more day of your life. Do warfare with the words of your mouth. We've been talking about mouth control and I'm going to lay a little foundation here again, some new things that I don't think I've shared before. And then I spent a couple of sessions going through six things that we should not do with our mouth. And we talked about judgment, criticism, complaining, being negative, boasting, you know, a lot of different things like that that I felt were really important. Now today we want to go through six things that you should do with your mouth. Because to be honest, I would rather you concentrate on what you should do than what you should not do. I really think a lot of times we defeat ourselves because we keep our mind on the wrong stuff we're doing and we're struggling trying not to do it rather than concentrating on doing it. For example, if I concentrate on being a blessing to other people, encouraging other people, giving to other people, then that automatically shuts selfishness out of my life. So rather than getting up every day and trying really hard not to be selfish, I've learned to just concentrate on the good because we overcome evil with good. And not only that, I think it just, it's just better for us all the way around if we're concentrating on the positive things we should do rather than the wrong things we should not do. I think it's almost self-defeating to just go around all the time thinking, I better not do that, I better not do this, I can't do that. But I gotta be careful about that, I gotta be careful about that. It's just so much more uplifting to just concentrate on what you should be doing. Mouth control is very beneficial to you. Everything that I've tried to teach you this weekend is something that will help you in your life, help you have a better life, and help you have more power in your everyday life if you will do it. We all wanna know what the benefit is, and so here's some of the benefits. If you're using your mouth for what you should be using it for rather than what you should not be using it for, you are gonna have much quicker and more amazing answers to prayer. Isaiah 58 is the scripture I use to back that up, verse 9. You are going to be filled with the Spirit. Just because you have one visitation from God or one time in your life where you pray to be filled with the Spirit and you feel like God really touches you, that doesn't mean that lasts you forever. As individuals, we're kind of leaky, so, you know, we can leak stuff out pretty fast and we need to be, according to Ephesians 5, we need to be ever filled with the Spirit. And in Ephesians 5, verse 18, it says, be ever filled with the Spirit, speaking to yourself with psalms and hymns, making melody in your heart, singing spiritual songs. Another translation says, speaking to one another in psalms and hymns. So. You know, I just say, well, let's just do both. So it's kind of interesting to me that after saying be ever filled with the Spirit, the one thing he talks about is how we talk. I find that interesting. So if you want to be ever filled with the Spirit, be sure you're talking to yourself right. Be sure you're talking to other people right. And by the way, although I didn't take an extensive amount of time to teach on this, which is unusual for me, because I think this is such an important area, 
I don't want to fail to mention that the way you talk to yourself about yourself, the words that come out of your mouth about yourself is some of the most important words that you need to pay attention to. You need to be saying about yourself what God is saying about you. And all across the world, people who have not learned to discipline their mouth just say some of the most awful things about themselves. I can't do anything right. Nothing good ever works out for me. Every time I get a little bit of money, something happens and I lose it. Nobody loves me. Everybody rejects me. You have to stop saying things like that because you cannot rise above your own confession. Listen, the Bible says in Hebrews, now I want you to get this, Jesus is the high priest of our confession. Wow. That means he can only do what we're saying. The word confession means to say the same thing as. We need to be saying the same thing that God says, which is learning the word and speaking the word, not speaking out of our feelings, not speaking what other people have said, not speaking out of our own carnal mind, not speaking according to our circumstances, but we need to learn to speak the word of God because Jesus said, my words are life and they are spirit. How many of you have a behavior that's a wrong behavior that you really want to see change? All right, then stop calling things that are as if they're always going to be that way. Stop saying, oh, I have a problem with this. This is my hang up. I'm in such bondage to this. Boy, this is a problem for me. I got a problem with this. I'm really hung up with this. What you need to do is start calling those things that be not as though they are as long as you find it in the Word of God. You know, if you have an eating disorder, don't go around 50 times a day saying, I've got an eating disorder. If you're addicted to sugar, don't go around saying, man, if I eat one cookie, I gotta eat 12, I, you know. I'm out of control when it comes to sugar. No, stop talking. How many of you understand where I'm at? Stop talking like that. And what you say when you're by yourself and your self-talk, the talk that you talk to yourself, which is more than any other kind of talk that you do. I don't even know how to tell you how important that is. So if you want to be filled with the Spirit, you got to speak to yourself the right way. You've got to learn how to meditate on the Word. That's one of the benefits of mouth control is being filled with the Spirit. Joy. My goodness, your joy will increase when you begin to use your mouth for what you should use it for. Some of you are depressing yourself with your own conversation. You don't need any help from the devil. You don't need anybody else to come along and discourage you. You are an expert at depressing yourself. Proverbs 18, the power of life and death is in the tongue. It also says right before that, and also in those scriptures, verse 20, 21, that we eat our own words. With the words of our mouth, we must be satisfied whether for good or evil. So I'm gonna say it again. You can depress yourself, you can discourage yourself, or you can encourage yourself, you can cheer yourself up. Aren't you happy to know that you got some control over how you feel? 
You don't have to just get up and say, well, I feel depressed, so I guess I'll be depressed all day. You know, you wake up in the morning sometimes and maybe you don't feel just quite right. Everything's still trying to get going in the right direction. And man, we get started. Oh man, I feel so bad. Boy, I just feel so bad. Though I feel depressed, I feel discouraged. Well, you know, what would happen if you got up and said, the joy of the Lord is my strength and I'm not gonna spend the day depressed. I'm gonna think on things that will benefit me. I'm gonna talk about, come on, fight for your life. Don't give the devil one more day of your life. Do warfare with the words of your mouth. What I say to you may be important, but what you say to you is a lot more important than what anybody else says to you. What are you saying to you? <laughs> Some of you are getting a revelation. Well, it's no wonder I'm in a bad mood, you think. How many of you get what I'm talking about here? It closes the door to Satan. When you use mouth control and you, you make sure that you're speaking things that God can use, it slams the door in the devil's face, especially when it comes to like refusing to complain, murmur, grumble, find fault. I believe you can be healed physically through speaking right things. The Bible says that there's healing power in the words of our mouth. Once again, Isaiah 58 talks about that. So there's a lot of benefits to saying the right thing. Now let's take a little spiritual maturity test. How many of you would like to do that for just a minute? Doesn't matter if you'd like to or not, we're going to. First Corinthians chapter three, verse one. All you have to do is listen to a person and you can tell how spiritual they are. Spirituality is not determined by how much of your Bible is underlined or how much Christian jewelry you have or how many bumper stickers are on your car or how many times a week you go to church. That does not tell us one thing about the spiritual level of another person. I think to really get to know people, you have to see them in all kinds of situations. Watch people in trials. Watch people when they don't get what they want. <laughs> 1 Corinthians 3 verse 1, the great apostle Paul talking to the Corinthian church, the ones who'd been filled with the Holy Ghost and operated in the spiritual gifts. However, brethren, I was not able to talk to you as to spiritual men, but as to non-spiritual men of the flesh in whom the carnal nature predominates. I had to talk to you like mere infants in the new life in Christ, unable to talk yet. Now, I found that very interesting. You're not going to see that anywhere but in the Amplified Bible, but he goes on to say, I fed you with milk, not solid food, for you were not strong enough to be ready for it. And even yet, now you're not strong enough to be ready for it because you're still unspiritual. You have the nature of the flesh. And he's getting ready to tell you how he knows they're unspiritual. It's because of listening to the way they talk. He said, you are children in your walk with God. You, you have not yet learned how to talk right. You're unable to talk right. And then he says, here's how I know you're unspiritual. Because you live under the control of ordinary impulses. In other words, they were acting and speaking out of their fleshly emotions, out of their own mind. For as long as there is envy and jealousy 
and wranglings and factions which is strife among you, are you not unspiritual and of the flesh, behaving yourselves after a human standard and like mere unchanged men? Listen to yourself and you can locate yourself. Stop saying, oh, I didn't mean it. I was only joking. I was only kidding. Start being accountable for your words and realize if they came out of your mouth, they had to be in your heart long enough to form some kind of something in there that brought you to the point where you began to speak that out of your mouth. You can hear bitterness coming out of your mouth. You can hear jealousy coming out of your mouth. When you hear that other people have been blessed, are you able to sincerely be really happy for them? Pay attention to how you feel and what you say when you hear about other people's blessings. What comes out of your mouth reveals the real person that you are. You can hear faith or fear come out of your mouth. You can hear humility or pride. Love or selfishness, greed or thanksgiving, jealousy. You can really get to know yourself and you can get to know other people. One of the things that you want to do before you get into close fellowship with somebody is listen to what they are saying. Don't hang out with negative people. Now, I'm not saying never have anything to do with them because your testimony and witness of stability may help them. But you need to be careful who you let into your inner circle and who you have close fellowship with, who you really open up your heart to. Don't hang out with selfish, greedy people. Don't hang out with compromisers who have one foot so-called in the world and one in the kingdom. I don't really think that's possible, but we know that that describes a, a compromising Christian, a carnal Christian. You know, not every Christian is a spiritual Christian. A lot of Christians are carnal Christians. Out of the heart, the mouth speaks. Every time you open your mouth, your thoughts parade up and down the words that you speak. <laughs> Pretty scary, huh? All right, six things that you should do with your mouth. And if you stay busy doing these things, then you won't be doing the things that you shouldn't be doing. Number one, and I don't know if you know that you have the power to do this or not, but boy, this can really shake things up in your life and add a dimension of power that maybe you've never had. You need to stay busy blessing everything that you can possibly bless. You have the power to bless and the power to curse. By the words of your mouth. Numbers chapter 6. Since I've been studying this and getting even a greater revelation, one of the first things I say when I get up now is, God, I bless this day in Jesus' name. I bless my husband, I bless my children, I bless my grandchildren, I bless my son-in-laws and daughter-in-laws, I bless myself in Jesus' name. I'm gonna live under the blessings. I'm blessed when I go in, I'm blessed when I go out. Hey. You're gonna be saying something, it might as well be something that's gonna to add to your life. Why keep saying stuff that's subtracting from your life? Stop opening doors for the devil to steal everything that Jesus died to give you. Zip your lip. I want everybody to see this. 
And the Lord said to Moses, say to Aaron and his sons, this is the way you shall bless the Israelites. Say to them. The Lord bless you and watch, guard, and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you, enlighten you, be gracious, kind, merciful to you, and give you favor. <laughs> the Lord lift up his approving countenance upon you and give you peace. And they shall put my name upon the Israelites and I will bless them, says the Lord. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord watch over you, give you favor, make his face shine upon you. What an awesome thing to have spoken over your life. And yet I didn't understand the power of words. I didn't even begin to understand what he was doing and I doubt that he did either. It was probably just something that they learned in pastoring school that you should close every service with and obviously the words have to have faith behind them. That's why it's important for me to explain to you that I'm going to pray this blessing over you and I want you to make your mind up now that when I do, you're gonna receive it by faith and you're gonna believe it's gonna be a turning point in your life because I believe that we have the power to take authority over all curses that have been released because of wrong things that have been spoken to you and about you. The Bible says in James 3.10, my brethren, out of the same mouth come forth blessing and cursing. These things ought not to be so. We've got to get rid of the mixture. Don't curse the day that God has given you by saying something negative about it. Bless the day. Get up in the morning and say, I bless this day in Jesus' name. This day is going to be a blessing. I'm blessed when I go in and blessed when I go out. I'd like us to look at Deuteronomy chapter 28. Many of the things in this chapter you need to have read them enough that they're committed to memory. And I would like to challenge you every day of your life to speak these things over your life. Remember, you have more authority in your life than anybody else does. Do you know that? I don't care what anybody says to you negatively, you can overturn what they say by speaking positively because you have more power over your life than anybody else does. When I was growing up, my father said so many negative things to me and I was living under the curse of that until I learned how to speak the word of God faithfully myself out of my own mouth and when I did that, that overturned the negative confession that other people were trying to make. Can anybody say amen? amen. Deuteronomy 28, if you will listen diligently to the voice of the Lord your God, being watchful to do all of his commandments which I command you this day, the Lord your God will set you high above all the nations of the earth and all these blessings shall come upon you and overtake you if you heed the voice of the Lord your God. Blessed shall you be in the city and blessed shall you be in the field. Blessed shall you be in the fruit of your body. Your beast shall be blessed. I declare that my dog is blessed. <laughs> my children are the fruit of my body. I declare that they are blessed. My children are blessed. I'm blessed in my grocery basket. And I don't cook, but if I was, it would be blessed. 
Blessed shall you be when you come in and blessed shall you be when you go out. Come on, can I get your mouth into the service of God? When I go out my door today, I'm blessed. I'm blessed at the grocery store. I'm blessed at the market. I'm blessed at work. I'm blessed on the highway. Come on, make the devil mad. Start taking some authority over your life. Nobody has more authority over your life than you do. Stop destroying your life with your own words and then coming to some preacher expecting them to fix it. It's one thing if you don't know any better, but after the day, you cannot claim ignorance. <laughs> the Lord shall cause your enemies who rise up against you to be defeated before you. They'll come out against you one way and flee before you seven ways. You don't have to be afraid of the devil. The Lord shall command the blessing upon you in your storehouse. So I say my bank account is blessed, my savings account is blessed, any investments I have is blessed, the land I live on is blessed. <laughs> Everything that I undertake is blessed. And then if you go on down here a little bit, verse 11, the Lord shall make you have a surplus of prosperity through the fruit of your body. I work hard and God blesses my work. He says some of the same things now. I love this. You ready? Verse 13. And the Lord shall make you the head and not the tail. You'll be above and not beneath. I've been saying these things for years, and I think that's part of the reason why I'm where I'm at today. I don't think we realize how much we are hindered from living the future that God has preordained for us because we keep disagreeing with His plan. I bless this day. I'm blessed when I go in. I'm blessed when I go out. My children are blessed. My husband is blessed. My body's blessed. My dog is blessed. My house is blessed. My land is blessed. My job is blessed. Get a revelation, devil. I am blessed. Okay, second thing, that we really need to be busy with concerning our mouth. And you know, this is not any brand new news, but it's still something that we don't do nearly enough. The Bible says in Psalm 100 verse 4 that we should be thankful and say so. Say so. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so, say so, say so. We need to be thankful and say so, say so. So many people say, well, you know, I've got a thankful heart. Well, open your mouth. <laughs> Tell people that you're thankful for what they do for you. Tell God how thankful you are. Have a thank session every morning. Take even three to five minutes and just thank God for everything you can think of. Everything from hot water to food to eat to a roof over your head. Thank God for every blessing that you can think of. God has given us a mouth to glorify Him and complaining does not glorify God. You have any idea how much happier people would be if they would keep their heart and mind and mouth full of gratitude? 
1 Thessalonians 5, 18. Thank God in everything, no matter what the circumstances might be. Be thankful and what? Give thanks. Or be thankful and say so. For this is the will of God for you who are in Christ Jesus, the revealer and the mediator of that will. Verse 19, do not quench, suppress, or subdue the Holy Spirit. Now to quench the Holy Spirit means to keep him from working. If I stop giving thanks and I start murmuring and complaining while I'm waiting for my breakthrough, which is when we normally murmur and complain. Come on, the longer you have to wait, the greater the temptation to murmur. What I've learned to do is while I'm waiting, every time that comes to my mind, even if the enemy tries to put a thought, well, you know, you, you've been praying about this for 10 years. Here's what God's been teaching me to do. Open my mouth and say, God, I thank you that you're working. I thank you that you're working. I may not see it, I may not feel it, but you are working and all of a sudden, I'm gonna see the result of what you are doing behind the scenes. How many of you know that God is working right now today in your life in the earth? When we see some great thing happen, that doesn't mean that that was the moment God decided to do it. He's been working on it bringing circumstances together, changing hearts, changing minds, changing authorities, changing nations, and then all of a sudden we see this great thing happen and we say, oh man, look what God did. Well, God's doing something right now. And this is when we need to thank God. God, thank you that you're in control in the earth. Thank you that the wicked will not prevail. Thank you, God, that you will be exalted in the nations. Thank you, God, that you will be exalted in all the earth.